Hello, listeners of Jackie Just Chatters. This is your hostess, Jackie Lentz. This is my ongoing bonus mini-cast murder mystery serial. Each week brings a fresh letter in this cozy tale of murder. If you have not listened before, you are going to want to find letter number one and begin there. I hope you enjoy. To silence a scandalmonger, murder in an English village. Welcome to another installment of this audio drama. Play along as you step into the role of one Gwendolyn Armstrong, who is living in 1951 Oxford, England, and is in the final months of earning her bachelor's degree in history from St. Hugh's. Your post is full of regular letters from your Aunt Ivy and other occupants of the charming village of Upper Stock Green. On the surface, it seems a serene picture of stone cottages, beautiful green countrysides, and charitable neighbors. But underneath, in the darkness, a sinful world hides, and the shadow beats the heart of a murderer. By the time the last letter arrives, can you identify the killer? Previously, on To Silence a Scandalmonger, we learned that Lucas Davies had been to visit Gwen at Oxford. Over a romantic candlelight supper, he had offered his services to her like the knights of old, and his lady took him up on it. Gwen tasked him with tracking down Brooke Turner's real identity, which he then uncovered that Turner was not her real name and that her past included a dead husband. During his attempts to woo Gwen, Lucas shared a fight he had observed at the butcher's. Silas Palmer was arguing with his parents, and it is doubtful it was about the breakfast meat. Things do seem to be getting a bit tense in the village, but can you blame them with the killer on the loose? Let's join this week's adventure, shall we? A letter to Gwen... From Constable Freddie Allen. 29th of May, 1951. Upper Stock Green Police Station, England. Dear Gwenny, you went to Lucas Davies for help. I, I told you I was sorry about not listening to you when you thought something was suspicious about your aunt's death. I swear I'm doing my best to get to the bottom of what happened. I am using every resource at my disposal, as meagre as they may be. Are you still mad at me? Or do you think I am too incompetent to do my job? What can I do to get back into your good graces? Maybe this will help. Which, if you could keep this between just the two of us, I would appreciate it this not exactly being by the book, you understand. First, let me address the issue of one Miss Brooke Turner, our indomitable librarian. That was a bit of a shocker. How did you find out that she was really Rebecca Harrison? Next time you're in town, we're going to have a long conversation one way or the other, my dear. Your facts are correct. Rebecca married a John Harrison, in 1939, and they honeymooned in Brighton that summer. Mr. Harrison died from heart failure whilst on said honeymoon, according to the death certificate. Rebecca went home as a young widow and buried her husband. 
sounds very sad to me. I talked to the local police. It seems when she returned home, the rumour mill started going full force. There was a good deal of speculation over whether Mr. Harrison was helped along to his great reward in heaven, or if it was natural causes. He was very young, but these tragedies can happen. Then the war began. The copper I talked to admitted they didn't ask as many questions as they could have to solve the mystery one way or another. Most of their force was joining the fighting, and it just got swept under the rug. The locals, however, did not forget, and the innuendo about Mrs. Harrison being a murderess, well, only got worse as time went on. It seems that finally our Mrs. Harrison had enough, so she changed her name and moved away. That's when she turned herself into our Miss Turner. Alas, this doesn't clear her or prove her guilty. She could be a killer on the run, or just a woman trying to find a haven from the gossips. Second, we do know Garant was killed by Digitalis. I have more real evidence about that clue. I've been compiling a list of people who take forms of the drug as medicine for heart ailments, according to Dr. Brewster. I've been comparing them to the names of people you and Mrs. Owens gave me as possible suspects. A side note, seriously, how could your aunt have that many people holding a grudge against her? She always seemed such a nice, sweet old lady to me. Anyway, the list. Here are the individuals. <clears throat> Mrs. Ferdensby, Mr. Palmer, and Mr. Gastrel. Did your aunt really think Mr. Palmer was a socialist? That's what Mrs. Owens shared. He is a shop owner. He is a picture of capitalism. Third topic. I am thinking seriously of becoming a farmer. I was ready to dismiss your accusations about Iris Bailey, Silas Palmer, and a baby out of wedlock, but since I'm trying to get onto your good side, I meekly followed your orders and looked into it. You were right again. I found a birth certificate for last year that listed both their names. The birth took place at a cottage hospital, miles up north, apparently. Mrs. Bailey's sister lives not far from there. I've not tracked down the location of the baby yet, but they did indeed have one according to the paperwork. Also, the sisters working at the hospital confirmed it. I had no idea those two were stepping out, or that Silas Palmer would be the kind of fellow to let a girl down like that. I've shared many a pint with him at the pub. Won't be doing that anymore. Though I am starting to question my own professional ability to do this job, you seem to know more about what's going on in this village than I do, and you're gone most of the time. Maybe I should hang up my helmet and pick up some pruning shears. We can talk about it when you're finished with your degree. I've wanted to visit you. Interest is not the reason I've stayed away from Oxford. But I know how seriously you take your education, and I've been busy with the investigation. I didn't want to bother you. But when you're done at the end of June, I'd like to have dinner with you. I have many questions to ask. There is 
one question in particular I really would like an answer to. It will keep until you're finished, though. If you require any further assistance, please ask me and not a certain solicitor we know. Stay safe. Yours always, Freddy. Come back in a week for Gwen's next letter as we work closer to solving who silences Scandalmonger. Have any suspects, speculations, or insights? Head over to my Facebook author page and share your theories. You can find the link in the description. This podcast was written by Jackie Lentz, narrated by Jackie Lentz. Constable Freddie Allen, voiced by Barnaby Wikes. Remember, you can follow on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Or you can find me, like, and subscribe on YouTube. If you are enjoying these podcasts, I would be delighted if you shared with your friends, left a rating on Spotify, or a review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, I wish you well. Mm-hmm.